Owen Mawson, I've got a story to tell you this afternoon. David De Gea signed a contract with Manchester United all the way back in 2019, which made him the highest paid goalkeeper in the world at the time. After that contract came to an end over the last little while, I should say, he's been in discussions with Man United over a brand new deal. Apparently, Man United put a deal on the table. David De Gea signed it. Man United took it away. Then all of a sudden, he's been released and finds himself a free agent at the age of 32 and after 12 years of service at Manchester United I've now been reading today that this little story of the contract being put on the table David De Gea signing it, Manchester United pulling it away is actually false and Eric Ten Hag just didn't want them so what do you make of all of this? It's a bit of a mess isn't it Ross? It's a messy situation I absolutely believe that uh, Ten Hag doesn't want them. I don't think he wanted them last season. If they could have got a new keeper in last season I think uh, Ten Hag would have done that. But it, the whole thing is just a mess. The fact that he was the highest paid player is ridiculous. The highest paid goalkeeper in the world. Um, so last season, what did he get? Golden Glove? Oh, Golden yes. Glove last season. Um, and, you know, even though he got the Golden Glove, no one's talking about him being one of the best keepers in the league. He doesn't fit Ten Hag's style of play. So it's no surprise that they've been they've been teasing him like, oh, you know, we'll give you one more year, one more year, one more contract. But then as soon as Onana, the deal looked like that was going to get done, they pulled it away. It's a bit messy. It's a bit, what do you think? Do you think that United have been a bit naughty here, like teasing him? Get, like, yeah, we've signed it but we're not going to give it to you just yet. We're going to wait for Onana first. If that is true, I think it's a disgrace personally because I feel like a player that's played for Manchester United for 12 years, I've got some stats here, own 545 appearances, 190, that's nine zero clean sheets, which is 10 more than Peter Schmeichel, but it took David De Gea 140 more games to get there. <laughs> uh, but he's got two club records as a goalkeeper, as David De Gea for appearances and clean sheets. Only three goalkeepers have kept more Premier League clean sheets than David De Gea's one four seven in total, uh, which is Peter Cech with 202. David James with 169. Nice. And Mark nice. Swartzer with 151. He's won eight trophies over those 12 years, of course, varying in importance. He's won the Premier League. He's won the Europa League. He's won just about all there is to win. Four Player of the Year awards because he has been absolutely class, which is the same amount for Manchester United as Cristiano Ronaldo got, and two Ooh. more than any other player has got in Manchester United history. The Sir Matt Busby award that one is. He's got five Five Premier League teams of the season. You know, when people vote in what's your team of the season, he's been in yeah. five of those over the past 12 years. He's got two Premier League Golden Gloves and he's ranked third in Premier League saves since Opta started recording their data in 03-04 with 1,157 saves, which is 2.8 a game and it's 72% save ratio. It's only below Petr Cech, Alisson and Newcastle's Nickety Pope. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying is that he's done all right. He's done all right. He's but done I th- okay. I do feel like it's a disgrace that he got into a position where it made it to the end of the season where they were still going, oh, he could sign, he could not sign. He should have been given a glorious sort of departure, a farewell, yeah. a testimonial, all the bells and whistles with this organised, much like Sir Alex Ferguson's departure. I'm not saying that David De Gea is on the same pantheon <laughs> as Sir Alex Ferguson, but I mean, in terms of his retirement being announced before the end of the season, everyone knew it was coming. Then he goes away at the end of the season. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not really been a trouble troublemaker, a trouble causer at Man United, apart from, you know, the whole Real Madrid debacle a few seasons ago. But since then, everything's been quite quiet. He signed a new contract after the Real Madrid uh, situation when it looked like he was going to go. And then there was an issue with the fax machine or something like that. So uh, that transfer never happened. But since then, you don't really hear a bad word about him, like pushing for moves 
the only thing that's come out lately is you know the wage situation um, of the new contract. And that was another part of it that was his disgrace. As soon as he came and said, I want to sign for 375 grand a week now, after my form has dipped quite significantly yeah. over the past, well, basically since he signed that contract. It felt like the, the David De Gea, who was like around between... 2013 and 2018, I feel like that was his proper pomp in Manchester United, which probably earned him the most, you know, the highest contract for a goalkeeper in the world. You think about that 2017-2018 season where he had that game away at the Emirates where he made 14 saves, which I think is up there in terms of a Premier League record with the likes of Tim Krul and people like that. Up oh, the Tim Krul, getting a mention on the video. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's no doubt about it. I think the general outlook of David De Gea's Manchester United career is suffering from a massive case. And let me say the terminology to your own, recency oh bias because oh. you look at what he did I know he had a shaky start when he looked like a little goat in golden you're not like in terms of greatest of all time like a literal goat a billy yeah. goat with a goaty face and he couldn't come for crosses he wasn't strong enough but then it felt like on corners people just used to pile on oh yeah pile on he was in the, weak as in the piss wasn't he weak yeah. as piss um, but after they won the Premier League in 2013 it felt like after Sir Alex Ferguson went and whatever happened maybe there was a change in the goalkeeping department I don't know but De Gea beefed up and became one of the greatest goalkeepers in the world and that's why he was getting linked with the likes of Real Madrid and then since then the mistakes have crept in he feels like he's moving in slow motion now with certain yeah. dives he takes he obviously can't play the sort of possession football that uh, uh, they said Louis van Gaal there I've got Louis van Gaal on the brain that Eric Ten Hag wants him to play so get him gone oh god bless you get in there what do you think of it <laughs> Well, I mean, we talk about recency bias. I can remember uh, that FA Cup final against City this season. Uh, that second goal that Gungawan scores comes off his shin and De Gea gets a hand to it and he should probably be saving it. I know there's bodies in the way, but, you know, you're thinking it's 1-1 there, FA Cup final. A De Gea from 2014, 2015 probably saves that, I reckon. Oh, big probably time. gets out of there. There was a few seasons in that in that period that you just listed uh, where, you know, we won the four uh, Player of the Year awards for Man United. He was easily their best player for a time. He was keeping them in games. He was keeping them in, in Europe at times. Uh, and he, there was a time when he was one of, one of the best keepers in the world, uh, one of the best keepers in the league. But, you know, the game is since ten, uh, not since Ten Hag's come in, but, you know, the game's moved on at United and now they're trying to play liquid football at the back and he just can't do it, can he? He can't he's, do uh, it. He's, he's, hit, he's kicking it out for throw-ins. Like you said, he's slow. He's only 32. So the question is now, where does he go from here? Because he came in at, tw what was he, 20, 21? So what you were saying earlier, like he looked a bit, he looked a bit, you know, fragile. So everyone was uh, ganging up on him in corners and whatnot. He's built himself up, had a good run. Now it's uh, it's ended a bit sour on a bit of a sour note. So where does he go from here? Yeah, well, Galatasaray is being linked with his signature. I don't know where else you can go if you want that sort of money. But everyone's new favourite league, the Saudi Pro League. Well, hey, David De Gea himself Whoa. released a statement after he got well. After he sort of framed it like he left the club rather than getting released. He said, "Now it's the right time to undertake a new challenge to push myself in new surroundings. Manchester will always be in my heart. Manchester has shaped me and will never leave me. We've seen it all with a." Like a rock emoji and a hand emoji, uh, heart emoji. Sorry, that's not a hand; it's a heart. Well, that 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 no, no, did that and then that. Yeah, that one. No. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. But it's rock big on. and red and juicy like a heart. And um, so oh. it would appear if Galatasaray can't get a deal done, because that's the only club I've seen mentioned with them online today. We're sat here on the tenth of July. It's got to be Saudi Arabia if he's offering. Well, I want in three hundred and seventy-five grand oh, a week. He's He's guaranteed to be off to Saudi, isn't he? He's guaranteed to be going there. I'm, and I'm not surprised either. You know. With this, with the state of um, 
Barcelona, Real Madrid, you know, Real Madrid have spent so much money that they look like they're saving for Mbappe next season or potentially this season. Barcelona don't really need a keeper. So Saudis, other than maybe the Turkish league or bring back the Chinese league, you know, let's get that popping off again. You might go, uh, he's going to go wherever the money is and it's going to be Saudi, isn't it? But I, I, I was thinking before, do you think is Onana, I know he's not in his peak yet, but is Onana going to be better than De Gea was at United? I know Ten Hag is a fan of him. He had him at Ajax, so he knows he can play the, uh, with his feet. But do you think he's going to be as good as De Gea was in his prime? His it's peak? a massive call to say that he would because David De Gea, as people often forget, was absolutely fantastic in his prime. Obviously, as we said, that doesn't suit the way Eric Ten Hag wants to play out from the back. But you would be thinking Onana wouldn't be playing passes like David De Gea did away at Sevilla. For example, I remember <laughs> one at Brentford at the start of the season where he put Christian Eriksen under pressure on the edge of the box. It feels like decision-making, quickness with the feet, a nice touch is much more Onana's game. And you can see yeah. why they want to get the deal done, not just because Eric Ten Hag has worked with him before and on top of that which I forgot from the World Cup Onana's retired from uh, international football with Cameroon after a fallout with the coach so oh right a, I didn't know that's that that's always a Brucey bonus with uh, any is. club manager but uh, if you want to know his, his wages will be far far less as well his wages will be like a third of what De Gea was on I imagine so to answer your question if, if he's going to be better than De Gea it's unclear but is he going to be better than De Gea that we've seen over the past season or two absolutely yeah. definitely because we saw that in the Champions League with Inter Milan and the Champions League I guess with Ajax a few years ago when they got to the semi-finals and their hearts broken by Spurs Fabrizio our lord and saviour has been saying uh, Manchester United have now scheduled a new round of talks with Onana to get the deal done very soon all parties involved believe that Onana will be a new Manchester United player by Wednesday or Thursday. The final official bill will be submitted this week as parties have just to discuss the add-ons and the structure to get it done and personal terms have already been agreed with Onana being pushed to the board by Eric Ten Hag because he knows him, which brings me on to the next question, Owen. Is this more pressure on Eric Ten Hag because the parallels are there right now with Pep Guardiola's early times at Manchester City. Pep didn't fancy Joe Hart because he couldn't kick the ball with his feet, so he got rid. He got it wrong for a season with Claudio Bravo, then he mm -hmm. signs Edison and everything's fine. So is the pressure now more so on Eric Tenha because this is going to be his goalkeeper? Oh, massively. It's completely his call to go for Onana. I, I, I fully fully believe that if Onana wasn't going to come through the door, they would have kept De Gea for one for one more contract, you know, sign the one that they offered him. Uh, so yeah, it's just fully on uh, Eric Ten Hag. He's obviously he knows the player really well, uh, won the uh, Eredivisie with him with Ajax. So yeah, the pressure's on. If this doesn't work out, like if this doesn't, if this is a flop, then it's all on Ten Hag. Big time, right Big then. Big time. So we need to end the video with a definitive statement from a scouser. David yes. De Gea is a Premier League legend. He's done all right, hasn't he? He's done all right. He's won the <laughs> he's league. Done all right. He's won the league. He's, he's got won a few. You know, he's won the Europa League. He's won an FA Cup, Carabao Cup. He's got the same amount of Premier League titles as Liverpool does as a club. He does. He does. Yeah. All right. He's decent. He's decent. That's <laughs> where we'll decent. end it. Let us know what you think in the comments down below of David De Gea's time at Manchester United. I think he was sensational up until about 2018. Then it's it gone straight down to the pits. I've it been was. Ross Tweddle, joined by Owen Mawson. Thank you for watching. More content coming soon. And we'll see you when that actually happens. Bye.